Yeah, so. let's do it. All right. The We're ready. Chinese military. <laughs> again, a gay John Wayne or a Dan Rather John Wayne type thing. I don't know why I just want to say that. You get a car. You get a car. And you, you get, get the, a car. And you get the Chinese military. <laughs> I could do a lot with the Chinese military. Yeah. I could sure. Do it. Really? I could do a lot with the Chinese military. <laughs> What's that over there? It's the Chinese military. You know, you got to love those Chinese military. That's <laughs> uh, too much. Absolutely too much. All right, here we go. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Now, are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental? I don't know. Uh, that guy. I thought we were going to use Christmas gear. And police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. Professionalism. Sir. This weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. Welcome to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. And I'm John. I guess I'll be Josh. The Chinese military. The, the goddamn <laughs> Chinese military. John Wayne at his finest. <laughs> How's everybody doing, by the way? Um, this is our news episode, uh, 14 News of December. Yes. So we have some things lined up for you. Um, hi, guys. Hello. Yeah. We just had an interesting interview, which will come out in the future. Yeah. Um, mm. Can we say his name yet, or should we just leave nah, it? No, I think we can say his name. Why not? Or okay. shall we shroud it in mystery? Ooh. Yeah. No, say his name. <laughs> that interview is... Pretty awesome. Pretty interesting. There's some big claims. So. Yeah, yeah. Can his can his uh, shoes feel the feel the footsteps? Because yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. We'll see. Yeah, I kind of want to call him. I like say it the way Al Pacino would in Scent of a Woman, like Oregon Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just got off the phone with a guy uh, by the name of Oregon Bob, and he has some pretty incredible slash terrifying. Uh, stories very, very much so. Some of that, very if, much so. If any of that is real, that's too much for me. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah, and no thank yeah. you. I'll yeah, and no thank you. Except for how fast can we get up there? Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. I know. Yeah. So, well, we're gonna try it. Um, again, you know, that'll be in the future. Uh, we do have an episode after this one, which will be um, Christmas. Our Christmas. Thank you very much. And so, I am busy writing something that will be on the website. And it's just kind of the dark side of Christmas, I guess. And then we're going to cover all kinds of weird stuff that nobody else uh, covers. Yeah, we can talk about, yeah. like, you know, some of the old pagan things that Christmas kind of replaced. Yeah, well, Christmas took over because it's Christians. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the aspects of Christmas mm -hmm. um, do come from pagan uh pagan rituals Agreed. and holidays yeah. and shit. Very much so. Very much so. So we're going to have that next, and then after that is the Warrens, and then after that, uh, I don't know, this interview. You know, we'll see where we can we can squeeze that in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, I'm excited for everybody to hear it. Yeah, very interesting. Um, I will say that uh, we're going to start with a short little clip that is, it's more local, regional than it is anything. So guys, I'm sorry if you know you're not, you don't live in Utah, um, but this really hurts us, and this is, affects us very 
very deeply. I'm yes. actually very sorry for anyone who doesn't live in Utah. It's fucking beautiful here when the air is not full <laughs> of pollution. <laughs> That's only four months out of the year, sir. After that, everything's good. Um, but yeah, stand by for this sad, sad news. As this truck full of old beer backs up, Utah is moving forward with new liquor laws and no more old beer. Oh, they're bringing it to us here. We destroy it. We get it out of its packaging. We I send it through some beer. machines that break that <laughs> material know, right? up, and then all of the liquid flows into our digesters. Well, why not? That's what she said. Once again, or something. It's Christmas, right? So. Why not do that? No need to dump it. But all this beer. Yeah, very sad. They um, can just they can just pull it up to my house and dump it in my digester. <laughs> yeah, if I had the sound effect of a little symbol, I would do it right now. It doesn't. They don't need to get it out of its packaging. They can just put it in your refrigerator. It'll yeah, get dealt right. with. Back it up. I'll unload it, and I will get it out of its packaging. It's not that hard, people. It's not rocket science. The upside of that story is we are no longer a 3-2 state. So, yes. I mean, do we really? You'd be hella hydrated after you drank all that 3-2 beer, I guess. It's water, pretty much, right? But it's still good. It's still beer. Yeah, just saying. It's a myth. It'll still get you drunk. <laughs> Everyone who's ever like moved here that I've known that's like, this Utah beer can't get me drunk is the first person to fucking pass out. You know, you know what's funny about that? I think when I first met you, you that was one of the first things you told me. You, you said that exact same thing. It's like, look, I will prove to you that you can get drunk in Utah. You don't, don't challenge me on that. Oh, I can get drunk in Utah off fucking 20 bucks. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's at a bar. The nice, that's the nice thing. Right. Well, you know, $18,000 worth, by the way. Uh, 175 cases, I think, went down the shitter. Jeez. That's well, nothing compared it is what to it is. Well, we're moving in the right direction with now, now everybody listening that's not in Utah. We have just the regular beer that everyone else does. Yeah, yep. come visit we're us. We're not weird anymore. Actually, don't well, come we're still us. weird. Stay away. <laughs> yeah, it's still You're jacking weird. up the housing markets. Yeah, no shit about yeah, that. Yeah, stay in California, please. Uh, God, I still can't afford a house. Lakers fans, yeah. stay in California. Yeah. No one fucking wants you Hey, around. hey, your hate for the Lakers, I'm just saying. California's beautiful. Stay there. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we want seasons. I mean, we've got two. Hot as fuck and cold as fuck. Uh, two and a half. Sometimes it depends. But anyway, figured we'd just play that because that's near and dear to our hearts. But yes, we are moving upwards, which is kind of a cool thing. So that's a plus. Yeah. Um, I do have a quick little uh, remark about a movie I recently watched, which I find I loved it personally. If you spoil this, I will. Nope, be very I upset. I have learned my lesson. I have no, no. It is you need to go see it because it is fantastic. I think it's still playing at Burvies. I think I'm not positive. Um, Knives Out. So it is a murder mystery, um, kind of like Clue, but really, really updated. Um, just fantastic. I mean, just well done. It was a very long movie, but how it was all out, laid out. Um, great actors in it. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. James Bond yeah. and Captain America are in it, so. Right, you know, yeah, you can't go wrong past that at all. You know, and Plummer it's a very on top of movie. that. Well, Christopher Plummer is off, what, Star Trek Six? Wasn't he the Klingon um, bad guy that was doing the whole conspiracy against everybody? That was Plummer, right? They knew the Shakespearean uh, quotes. I, dude, what? I think that Star Trek Six, Undiscovered Country. That was sorry, John. You're out of this one. Yeah, I don't, I don't have anything to add to this. <laughs> I think that was Christopher Plummer, but I can't believe he's you don't it. watch Star Trek, but you play D and D. What kind of fucking nerd are you? <laughs> A cool one. <laughs> I'm gonna pick and choose my my weird geekiness. 
So anyway, very, very good. Um, I enjoyed it. And then we here, Strange Uncles, also, I begged and begged John and Josh to actually let me play this. So we're going to play it now. Um, and actually, I didn't tell you guys, but I took the plunge on ordering the whole Ecto-1 model build that I talked to you guys about. Oh, yeah. How's that going? Well, it it's going like to take- a fucking scam, It's honestly. going to take- Oh, it fucking totally is, dude. It's going to take three years to build at like $8 a month for like two parts a month with magazines. That's ridiculous. Gonna, yeah, but this car is going to be the size of this table when we're done. How much is like, this Where are you going to put this? Um, this is from Eagle Moss, and I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, here yeah, is So <laughs> where are you going to put it? Your apartment is fucking small as hell, bro. Well, maybe my office while I'm still employed. Eh, wink, wink. <laughs> we'll go from there. Anyway, um, stand by for this little news. Honestly, my mom won't say it, but we're completely broke. And the only thing that's left in our name is this creepy old farmhouse our grandfather left us in the middle of nowhere. Why'd you bring me up here? Entertainment value. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. It's a fucking ghost! Oh my god! <laughs> Somehow. A town that isn't anywhere near a tectonic plate, that has no fault lines, no fracking, no loud music. I fucking even. love Paul Rudd. I can't. I love Paul Rudd. Daily basis. He's kind of coming to his own. You know that dude's like hey, fucking that 55 or some shit, right? Is he really? Yeah, he's old as fuck. Oh, well. I found this in my living room. Whoa, killer replica. A replica of what? A ghost trap? So not that I didn't like the 2016, but I didn't like the 2016. I fucking loved years. it. Nah. Nah. New York nah. the 80s. It's I like thought it was hilarious. Dead. It was basically bridesmaids with ghosts, which was mom. funny as fuck. Mm. And also, my grandfather died. It was produced and my written by the dudes, by the guys that made the original movie. So if you didn't yeah. like it, take it up with them. Cool. You listen in the background. Call it fate. Call it luck. Call it karma. I believe that everything happens for a reason. Come on, darling. A gunner seat? Too cool. Just saying. Too awesome. Yeah, he was born in '69. He's fifty oh, fucking yeah, no years old. Wow. Paul Rudd. Yeah. He was thirty when he was in Clueless. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Wow. Well, the new Ghostbusters. 
Yeah, I think there it's it funny that we were just listening to a trailer watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, it's totally my fault completely. It's been a long day. But still. You're welcome, Shane. Yeah, well, thank you very there much. You know. There is Christmas after all, Virginia. We just so. we just let Shane do that to make him keep him happy <laughs> around here. That's all it is. He works really so, hard, so, so we'll give him Aww. give him a few Aww. bones, yeah, a few bones. So with that being said, um, I don't know. We can jump into news. Open the gates, guys. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I'll go because I'm flapping my jaw already. <laughs> All right, Mister Talkie Talkie. What's up? What's up with the Chinese military? <laughs> the Chinese military. <laughs> Uh, so this this article is coming out of from the drive.com by Brett Tingley. And Tingley. This there's a retired Lieutenant General Quast, and he well, he cites rapidly growing Chinese military and technological advances as the reason why the United States must invest heavily in new space-based technologies. Quas says, we can say today we are dominant in space, but the trend lines are what you have to look at, and they will pass us in the next few years if we do not do something. And then they will put roadblocks up to space, he, he argues, because once you get the high ground, it's curtains for anybody trying to get to that high ground behind them. Quas uh, claims that China is already building a navy in space, quote-unquote, and has the equivalent of battleships and destroyers which are able to maneuver and kill and communicate with dominance. Jesus what? Christ. Good he damn. says, and the U.S. is not. Which, he says the U.S. is not, but he kind of, later on in the article, kind of co- contradicts himself with, like, saying that we've got yeah. like, a bunch of badass, like, technology. I had a story from this guy a couple months ago that yeah. what I think he was talking about, like, propulsion drive oh yeah. that was a patent right yeah 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 yeah. yeah so i mean i'll get to it but like it weirded me out when i was reading this article and he's like and he says the u.s is not but also further in the article he says we can be blasted anywhere in space in a matter of seconds or whatever but that i'm getting ahead of myself uh <laughs> Quas says we need a space force to counter the Chinese advances and win the competition over economy of the future and, as an extension, who sets the values of the future. We fucking have one. It's called Space Command. It's part of the goddamn Air Force. Anyway. He states that space is the Navy for the 21st century economy, a networked economy that will dominate any linear terrestrial economy in the four engines of growth and dominance that change the world power, transportation, information, energy, and manufacturing. Whoever gets to the new market sets the values for that market, and we could either have the market with the values of our constitution, or we could have the values we see manifest in China. And that is a quote from him. Wow. Okay. So Hmm. um, he says that China has been rapidly expanding its presence in space in recent years, placing the lander on the far side of the moon in late 2018. Some say it's to scout a location to mine natural resources with which to develop a permanent lunar manufacturing center. Helium-3? No, that's right. You mentioned that before. And they've also launched several satellites in recent years, which some analysts say could be used in anti-satellite warfare. Uh, Quas says that there are scientists, engineers, historians, and strategists that have been pushing Congress to more heavily and more rapidly fund Space Force. So Space Force. You know, fucking... Trump space God force, but I mean, fucking it, damn it. Well, I mean, when you think about it, kind of, I think we do need a space force going on into the future. I mean, that's a dumb name for it, but oh, that's a fucking well, stupid name for it. So, the thing, though, is we already have space force. What we need to do is also fund NASA. Thank you. Know. you. 
Yeah. yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's the problem right there. Like so the militarization of space is not a good thing because shit that gets blown up in yo- low Earth orbit fucking it, lands on Earth. Yeah, it's not. But he states that China's already militarizing space. So if they're militarizing space, then we should beat them to militarizing space. Well, according to uh, the weird, a dude, retired general. No, according to the weird dude that claimed to have hacked the fucking Pentagon in like 2009. We already have a space Navy. Mm, yeah. Um, he says that um, there's still some pushback and confusion as to why this is needed. Quas makes the case that the United States must be able to bring kinetic power, non-kinetic power, and informational power to the battlefield cheaper and faster than its adversaries in order to ensure strategic advantage in space. Uh, he also has some pretty bold and bizarre claims that the U.S. currently possesses revolutionary technologies that could render current aerospace capabilities obsolete. And this is where I'm saying he's contradicting yeah. himself, where he's like saying that the U.S. doesn't have any any of these. It sounds any of these crazy, you know, futuristic inventions, yeah, and all, it, like battleships for space. But then all of a sudden we have this, and he says. He says, quote, the, tech, tech, the technology is on the engineering benches today, but most Americans and most members of Congress have not had the time to really look deeply at, his, at what is going on here. But I've had the benefit of 33 years of studying and becoming friends with these scientists. This technology can be built today with technology that is not developmental to deliver any human being from any place on planet Earth to any other place in less than an hour. Huh. So if we don't, um, I don't know. He's just contradictory. But <laughs> well, yeah, but I, that's the general, not the writer. He's just quoting him, right? Yeah, that's yeah. just that's just a quote from from uh from former general, general. yeah, retired General Quas, and uh, I think he actually went into retirement early for saying some of this stuff, like. It was like, well, okay, I'll just retire because I think because I put my foot in my mouth, yeah, type thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the dude that ran Skunk Works forever uh, said, like in the eighties or nineties, that we had shit that would put Star Wars to shame and like that Lucas hadn't even dreamed of, and like we could just take ET home ourselves. And well, and the thing is, is like you know, there's a lot of interest in boosting investments into future space technologies. Um, but is that going to be good and benefit mankind, or is it just going to b- benefit the war machine? Uh, the They're... military industrial complex is fucking yes. strong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, like, what investments are you going to boost into, like, Blue Horizons or SpaceX? Like, mm. motherfuckers that already have more money than God, like, yeah. Yeah, people talk money. about that, like, oh, military was cut back. No, absolutely not in the United States. Did you, not no, we spend more money on defense than the next hundred nations combined and buy a fucking lot. Right. Exactly. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. But so that's yeah. that's what I got. Yeah. Did you guys ever see the movie Elysium? Oh, I like that show. Uh, um Matt just, Damon, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's just what that reminds me of of like Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we need to invest in space so I can get the fancy space station to go live on while Earth goes to fucking hell. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just terrifying to me to think that there's satellites up there that could interfere with our satellites, knock our cell phones out, knock our Oh yeah. communications out. Well, you see and, people don't think about space junk. 
But that's the problem. There is, I mean, it exists. There were, Absolutely. There were stories uh, years ago about um, some Chinese and Russian satellites that were launched that, the, that our intelligence services thought were basically satellite killers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Because, oh. I mean, we're, we're totally fucked if that. Well, I'm also I'm also sure that if they're doing it, we're doing it. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, if you don't mind to piggyback off the satellite whole thing, um, this is interesting. Uh, We are going to get it done. It says this is from Forbes. Uh, SpaceX says it is trying to stop a Starlink satellites from ruining the night sky. So everybody knows SpaceX, right? Elon Musk, yeah, you know, the big guy, um, is taking measures to tackle some of the concerns raised by astronomers about Starlink constellation as it gears up to launch more than a thousand satellites in the next twelve months. Now, let me stop there. Thousand satellites in the next twelve months. To me, that's horrendous because currently we only have two thousand active satellites, supposedly, um, being the from what you guys are talking about. There might be other ones up there. I, you know, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so this, the company Starlink mega constellation, which will add up to 42,000 satellites to orbit, um, to beam high speed internet around the globe has been taking shape in 2019. Isn't that so wait, so you're saying we only Uh, have, they're a partnership of, yeah. So you're saying we only have two, roughly 2000 satellites. They say roughly only 2000 active satellites in total orbit earth today. Yeah, and now they want to put forty-two thousand satellites in orbit. Well, and that's just active, like the fucking that doesn't count the ones that aren't working, right? Yeah. The low Earth orbit is starting to look like the goddamn gyre in the oh, fucking Pacific. It's ocean. fucking awful. So all that again, space junk. That's why I mentioned yeah. it because there's nothing but you know. And then you thought that's what I call my dick. <laughs> It's so funny, sir. So then you add the whole fact of us trying to get out of our orbit if we're doing space travel, satellites going up, what happens to stuff when it falls out of orbit, Mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. You know, 2,000 active, and you're going to add 42,000 fucking satellites up there? crazy. For high-speed internet. You know, that's a whole thing. Don't we already have high-speed internet? Well, Hughes has something satellite, but it's not. No, I I don't know if it's this or if it's. If, if these are the people that Facebook are working with to do it or whatever, but uh, Mark Fuckerberg's whole thing is to that try guy. and get uh, high speed internet beamed. He wants it around the globe for free, right? Because there are still a lot of places that don't have it. Yeah. yeah. Um, the fucking drawback to that is like Facebook is helping genocides happen in fucking places like Myanmar and shit. Yep. So yep, exactly. having that dude in control of internet access is terrifying. Yeah. yeah. No, and that's it. So that's a whole premise of this is have high speed internet around the globe. So we're not just talking to us. We're talking to everybody. You know, uh, that being said, you can internet. find us at Strange Uncles Podcast on uh, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not even funny, dude. So anywhere they're going to launch these things. Um, what's funny is, you know, amidst our conversations, we're worried about all the space junk being out there and all these satellites are being out there. There is concerns raised about uh, night observers who think that these whole Starlink satellites out there are going to block the sky, so they can't see their favorite or their favorite planet, star, whatever have you. Mm. So we've come back, or not we, but um, this whole SpaceX has come back. The and royal said, we. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, Shotwell said that one of SpaceX's next Starlink satellites launched in December would be treated with a special coating designed to make the spacecraft less reflective and less likely to interfere with space observations. That is the, what's the word, fix 
for uh, 42,000 satellites going I wonder out there. if that's going to work as well as the shatterproof glass on the fucking Cybertruck. Fuck Elon Musk. Yeah, I... How much... Anyway. How much does 42,000 satellites cost? I... Way more than I can't it would even cost imagine. to fix the fucking water supply in Flint. In Flint? Yeah. Yeah. Like, by a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Way oh, more yeah. than uh, having a country, uh, North Korea, for example, that have half their fucking population in prison camps um, to actually go in there and help that country and take them out of regime. Yeah. Way more. Way more problems than we have here. But whatever. Satellites are cool, right? Meh. There you go. So. Jeez. Uh, the energy of this episode is already like, <laughs> fuck everybody. <laughs> It's really taking a downtrodden t- turn. <laughs> it's like uh, that mm. meme from The Office where they all have finger guns that pointed at each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so to piggyback, piggyback off that. Piggyback. To Is that English? Piggy uh, Johann Sebastian Bach off that. Uh, Colorado anticipates arrival of new U.S. Space Force from SFGate and the AP, Associated Press. That's where the story comes oh, from. Jesus. Uh, so Colorado Springs is anticipating the arrival of the new U.S. Space Force under the defense policy bill making its way through Congress. Uh, the Gazette reported Wednesday that the bill also earmarks, earmarks uh, $322 million for construction at military bases in the city. Jesus. Uh, the Space Force will take over from, as I said, an existing Air Force Space Command as the newest armed forces branch charged with defending satellites and conducting other military initiatives in space which we're already fucking doing yeah like this is that's what drives me fucking nuts about this it's it's typical like slap your name slap a new name on something and call it right. new and it fuck you trump anyway um the don't tell bob that <laughs> the space force is a long time priority of president donald trump uh mushroom dick himself republican congressman doug lamborn of colorado springs told the gazette in remarks published wednesday that the national defense authorization act will make the city the center of military space which it already is because that's where space command is anyway uh fucking cockheads so we already have a space command yeah i sense your animosity sir but um, it's not a branch of the government or it not is a branch it's of, part the of the air force oh it's part of the air yeah force. it's like jsoc but it's instead of special forces it's space command so then so that's it's, just transferring into space force then basically okay yeah they're they're giving it <laughs> i don't get they're it giving them more money and changing the name so that trump can yeah. have his sixth branch of the it's basically like when they broke the Air Force off from the Army mm. in the I mean, I honestly 40s. think that it's a, unfortunately maybe a necessary thing to have. Uh, yeah, but we already have it is what I'm saying. Mm. And like, yeah. Trump's, this is redundant. Trump's going to claim yeah. that he like did this big, bold thing when it's like, no, you just renamed something we I'm already had. Slapping some new paint on an old car. Yeah. Putting, Impeach Trump. Putting Impeach Trump. a oh, fucking sorry, Trump sign on a building and saying, I built this. No, yeah. you fucking licensed it. You've fucking dipshit anyway all right yeah let's continue on (laughs) uh lamborn is a member of the house armed services committee and sat on bipartisan conference committee that drafted the bill it's set for a house vote before going to the senate so as of when i read this article it hadn't passed yet Uh, i'm sure it will though 
Um, funding the initiative depends on approval of a new Pentagon budget, which will definitely happen. And uh, Space Force is the first new U.S. military branch since the Air Force was created in 1947. It will consist of troops attached to Air Force Space Command. The command, in turn, supervises space-related operations of all service branches. Okay, I'm done. There you go. All right. Well... Man, we've really taken a dark turn in this news episode. <laughs> yeah, it'll turn itself back around. Yeah, I got some happy stuff. I only have a story about reversing aging, so that's cool. Well, I was oh, going to positive. I was going to go on to my next one about the Pentagon backpedaling its previous statements that it participated in a secret UFO program, and we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to just want to lighten the mood real quick oh boy. with the Mothman. Oh, there you go. So there's been uh, some new sightings from our boy, the Mothman. And let me just pull. That's cool. Same location or kind of sort of. So it's uh, in the Chicago area. Yeah. And and he's been popping up a lot in that, in that uh, little area, which is super cool. Hmm. Um, And it says trucker reports, seven foot tall person with wings near O'Hare international airport. And I'm getting this from Tobias Wayland, and this is from the Singular Fortean Society. Oh, yeah. We've so, had them yeah. on. I was just going to uh, say, yeah. friends, friends of the over, show, yeah, Singular Fortean Society have been covering this for a bit. Yeah. So, um, Manuel Navarrete of UFO Clearinghouse received a report recently from a man who said he was standing outside of a cargo dock at O'Hare International Airport in Chicago when he spotted a seven-foot-tall quote unquote person with wings just outside of a fence by the parking lot. The sighting reportedly took place at approximately six thirty PM on November twenty sixth. Question. Yes. Does Joachim Noah still play for the Bulls? <laughs> no, I think Shut didn't, up, dude. didn't he go to Yeah, he hasn't played for the Bulls for a minute. Ah man, where did he go? Okay. How tall is Larry Markinen? I'm gonna Google that anyway. I don't know. Sorry. So Keep anyway, reading there, sir. Anyway um, according to the report, the guy says uh, he was at the airport picking up a load at Nippon Cargo Airlines. said, I was already backed into a dock and was standing away from the truck smoking a cigarette while they loaded my truck. I was looking toward the runways in the direction of the tunnel, and that is when I noticed something that looked like a large bird standing just outside of the fence by the parking lot. It was not hard to miss because two street lamps were nearby. It looked like a person with wings that were stretched out and flapping. It was walking away from the fence toward the open field and then began to flap its wings and disappeared. And Navarrete was able to speak to the witness over the phone. He said he spoke to the witness via phone and was able to get a little more information regarding this sighting. The witness primarily speaks Spanish, but was able to report the sighting with the help of his daughter and her boyfriend. And then he kind of goes on to explain uh, essentially the same thing that he already did, which weirds me out that, I'm like, you just said the same thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he's, he said uh, it was seven feet tall, and he uses the fence uh, for kind of um, an, a measurement because the fence was about eight feet high, and he was about as tall as the fence. And he said that his wingspan was at least six feet across. the uh, across. Um, 
said, when I asked him to describe the being, he said it looked like a demon or a goblin and was solid black. The witness said he saw nothing that looked like eyes, and he assumed the creature might have had his back turned to him. He stated that it walked with a gait like a bird and that it was flapping its wings as it walked toward the large field that is by the runways and disappeared into the night. The, wow. wit the witness did state that when it disappeared, he quickly did the sign of the cross and asked the Virgin Mary for protection. He put out a cigarette and quickly walked back to his truck. When I asked him why he did that, he said he felt a present that was evil, was convinced that he had seen a demon. When asked to elaborate on this statement, the witness refused to talk about it anymore for fear of it coming back, said Navarrete. That's scared. Well, pre... Right? Uh, yeah, the witness goes on to say that he saw something a long time ago when he was a child, I think in Mexico city. Um, it's strange. There's a lot of stuff that's going on near O'Hare. I mean, even I've cut word of that busy yeah, for a minute. Been, I mean, he, yeah. what was it? 2008 when the UFO was by the American airlines hub yeah, and that it just shot, shot straight yeah, up and punched a hole in the clouds. Mm -hmm. mm. That's O'Hare. And then I feel like we keep getting these uh, reports about cryptids right around Chicago. Yeah. Area. Um, when I, mm. Uh, was looking at their website before we had that interview with them. They've been looking into Chicago area Mothman sightings for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But, and hear me out, before the remeasurement of NBA players, Larry Markinen <laughs> was listed as seven feet. So maybe he's just out cosplaying? Mm, maybe. Oh, I, mean, I see where you're getting with this. Let's, I was like, why, is he, why is he talking about this? <laughs> you caught on. <laughs> yeah, okay, finally. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe he's just, you know, having a good old time because he's rich and doesn't have shit to do most yeah. of the day. Like, why the fuck are we talking about Noah? Like, who cares about that guy? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. Um, is he on the T-Wolves? He's playing for some... No, I think or he might not be playing for anybody right now. Well, he came back and then he's gone. Either way, the NBA, who cares? Jesus. Well, you guys do, well, obviously. Do. Now's hey, not the time or place. If our listeners don't enjoy the NBA, then they can just skip forward like 15 seconds while we talk about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Briefly. Anyway, well, and two, Singler for Teen Society. Good on you guys. I mean, that's kind of cool what you are studying. There's all kinds of stuff that they're dabbling into. Mm -hmm. Kind of Yeah, uh, so. give their website a spin, listeners. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, they got some good stuff in there. So, again, Singler for Teen Society. Uh, Dot com. Dot com, yeah. Yeah, by all means. Uh, and you go to a website. We have them, as Josh said, friends of the website. So it's uh, they're there on our thing. Um, this is interesting, I got to say. Again, just not to be too dark, but I think this lightens the mood a little bit. Uh, computer scientist says ghosts could be a sign that the universe is simulated. Mm. So this is kind of interesting. This comes from uh, Futurism. Uh, speaking at a film festival, University of North Carolina at Wilmington computer scientist Curry Gwynn suggested that a world isn't real. Uh, though Gwynn admitted that it was a fairly speculative idea, he went on to argue that reports of ghosts, deja vu, and weird coincidences could be actually glitches and evidence that we're all trapped in some kind of a futuristic society's video game or some kind of a science experiment. Hmm. Don't know. So, uh, Gwen pointed out Elon Musk's belief in simulation theory to lend more authority to the idea, and he also suggested – I saw that. He also <laughs> suggested we could build our own simulations in the future, uh, TechWire reports. He uh, suspects that video game developers will lead the way, which that's where he lost me on this article. It is inedible that we will create realities indistinguishable from this reality, Gwen told the crowd. 
So he's saying, yeah, the bugs we see, whether they're spirits or glitches, things out of the corner of our eye, that all leads to that if we really are in some kind of a matrix setup, that's part of that. Have you looked into that theory at all? It's a little bit. It's kind of, I will say it's kind of interesting. I mean, it really depends what kind of rabbit hole you want to go down to whether we, this is our reality or this is what we think is our reality. Well, so like the most compelling proponents I've heard of this that are talking about it, like, yeah, this could be a real thing would be suppose future generations have like broken quantum computing like we're working on now, right? Right, right. And uh, they want to model how like a previous society would have lived. And yeah. that could be what this is. And that kind of stems a little bit from uh, Michael P. Masters, uh, which again is a friend of the podcast who wrote the book about the evolution of the aliens. They actually are tourists that are flying back to see previous history that they don't know about. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Maybe this is another form of tourism or visiting your history in a weird quantum way. I I don't know. Also, well, I mean, apparently the, the crafts that they saw in Rendlesham Forest, apparently those are just that's us from the future. Is that what? So, so you read that book, right? I haven't started yet. Okay, um, uh, I started playing a video game. And it which one's? Of... That, wait, which which video game and which book? Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, and it's taken up all my time. So I is haven't it, read in like two weeks. Is it like a first person shooter? Like kind of. It's an open. You, it's an open fighting, world. Are you fighting aliens? What's? No, I'm fighting like. It's a post-apocalyptic. Wait, wait, wait. We talking about the book or the video game? Video game. Okay. All right. <laughs> Goddamn. But the video game has nothing to do with it, but um, it's the new book by Jim Penniston. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's a big heavy that. one you ordered, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah But um, okay. he says that they, and I haven't read it yet, but um, that it's us from the future. Um, Interesting. And on, I can't remember. I can't remember the year that he gave, but. On the subject of the Matrix that we are all living in currently, um, Matrix 4 and John Wick 4 come out on the same day. May I hear 21st. that. <laughs> I heard about that. <laughs> um, I saw like a tweet saying That's something funny. about that, and Jermaine Clement from uh, Flat of the Concords quote tweeted it, and he was like, release Bill and Ted 3 the same day. <laughs> you can blow everybody's minds. I would go see all three of so. those movies in the same day. And Ke- Keanu Reeves is just amazing yeah, he's lately. Up. Yeah, no kidding. So anyway, yeah, interesting. Um, what do you he's got there, man? He's also old as fuck. He's getting up there, isn't he? In his mid fifties, he, he is technically a baby boomer. Oh Jesus! Wow. Yeah, well. he's still looking um, handsome as ever, though. Yeah, I'd fuck him. Uh, speaking of aging, uh, aging could be reversed in twenty years. Nice segue. Tuple exclamation point! Um, this is from a sixty minutes segment. Um, like, so it's basically a transcript of the segment. Um, so the guy that did it was Scott Pelly. So uh, they interviewed this mad scientist type doctor named George Church. Uh, the guy was dyslexic with ADHD and fucking narcolepsy when he was growing up. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, he was kicked out of Duke because he became obsessed. Uh, like when he was 20, he was doing his uh, graduate. He was in graduate school already at Duke. Wow. Um and he became obsessed with uh, crystallography, which is a daunting technique that renders 3D images of molecules through th- x-rays and math. He helped pioneer mapping the human genome and DNA. And uh, of the th- one of the things his lab is working on is reversing aging and making humans virus resistant. Um, nice. Yeah, I could go for that. Uh, 
there have been eight instances of success in reversing aging in mice so far uh, that they've been working on. Um, they are also working on editing genes to make uh, pig viruses resistant because we're a pretty good genetic match for pigs. Um, but right now they're only transplanting like heart valves and stuff, not full organs because there are a lot of pig viruses that humans have no... Uh, we have no defense yeah. in. Yeah. Um, when they say anti-aging, what exactly do they mean? Like no wrinkly skin, like you're no, a warlock. No. Just, just like against virus. Reversing just, the aging process in your whole fucking body. So your so, organs don't actually. So like a Benjamin Button type of thing? Uh, Not that fucking weird, but kind <laughs> of, yeah. Um, so I'm 85, but I look like I'm three. Eh. So basically they can they figured out that they can take like your skin cells, like any cells and revert them to the stem cell and then grow whatever out of that. So replacement organs, stuff like that. They, they're also working on like gene therapy to like basically just literally reverse the aging process. Like, hmm. Oh, your knee hurts. Oh, it's cause you're old and your cartilage is fucking worn yeah, away. So let's rebuild your cartilage. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so it, it's it's really interesting because it would put an end to waiting for organs to become available for organ donation, which is like a pretty big deal, like unless you're rich. Yeah. Uh, or in China where they're killing people <laughs> while they're still alive to harvest like, their like organs. prisoners. Oh, I heard about that. Jesus. Um, so in the middle of this segment, the host also snuck in that they're working on bringing the woolly mammoth back using this process. They're uh, splicing woolly mammoth DNA with I heard about that DNA. Could you um, imagine? What kind of dog do you have? Oh, funny you should ask. Well, dude, like, I don't know. There's On the one hand, like, it's really interesting because, like, thousands of species of insects and animals go extinct every day. And, right. Uh, who knows like what could be containing the cure for cancer or is significantly environmentally impactful, you know, that you could yeah. re basically resurrect. They call it, it, they say it could be the first de-extinction event, which I mean, obviously probably don't bring everything back, but there might be something that, you know, maybe there's something that eats mos mosquitoes that have malaria that we could bring back. Who knows? Yeah. You know, some of the people watching this would say you're playing God and it's like, yeah, uh, I absolutely am. <laughs> I mean, they really? Do, they do have a full-time ethicist on staff to keep them from going too crazy and doing anything that would be, like, fucking super... Oh, you mean, like, breeding uh, pig they, and monkey embryos together? Yeah, that die? someone trying, that? To, trying to keep them from Which going happened, by the way. So they need somebody... Island to of keep, Dr. Moreau. Keep them on Earth a little bit? Yeah, to it's be Marlon like, Brando's cousin. He's the one on standby. Yeah, or, Just like... Watching uh, like just because you can doesn't mean you should. Should, yeah. Right. Yeah. Very, very uh, Jurassic Park. Um, they also had a section where he had, to, like, the host made him fucking explain himself for accepting investment money from Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> that oh, actually, really? Yeah. A, that's a top of the cake which, right there. Which the dude uh. was just basically like, uh, lots of people give us money and I don't really pay attention to who's giving us money because we need money. But like, Good answer. in retrospect, I should have maybe been paying attention to who was giving us money. And uh, it's just funny because like Epstein also has like a ranch somewhere in the Southwest where he was like trying to basically make a whole population of his offspring 
Well, the Clintons visited there often. Yeah, I heard. it's fucking yeah. nuts. Um, so he also has a startup dating app that uh, compares DNA and screens out people that may result in having kids with inherited diseases. Oh. Um, so that gets a little Gattaca-ish, you know what I mean? Like making sure that you have the right kids, I guess. Yeah. But, There's a lot of lonely souls out there. Um, the interviewer points out that uh, he stresses the importance of diversity both genetically and ancestrally. So, uh, you know, whatever. I don't know. I just want him to hurry up because I need new knees and a new liver. (laughs) (laughs) With that being said, that's well, yeah, I I mean, I could use just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I need. I'm pretty healthy right now. So yeah, a new knee. I could do a new motherfucker. (laughs) I'm pretty good right now. So, Give it a couple of years. Yeah, give it a few years. Is that kicking the carpet contractor work that, man, my knees kill me. But Yeah, so you know how... I'm just fat. You know how the <laughs> Navy came out and said that everything's... They've, they have things on their cameras that are unidentified and... Hornet. They've pilot, actually admitted. Hornet pilots have yeah. admitted. So Hornet now... pilots? And the Pentagon came sure out and said that they did have a secret UFO program, but now the Pentagon now says there was no secret UFO program. Oh, <laughs> here we go yet again. Jesus, it's all yeah, fucking musical chairs. Remember like a couple months ago when we were talking about the story where they were saying like, oh yeah, all that footage is real, but uh, Elizondo didn't have complete clearance to fucking to actually show it release because he it. skipped some steps somewhere uh-huh. in the process. Yeah. So this is from Paul Seaburn um, via MysteriousUniverse.org. It was the announcement that launched a thousand ships of hope that the U.S. government was finally going to reveal the information it has on UFOs, aliens, and close encounters of every kind. And this is a quote. In the $600 billion annual Defense Department budgets, the $22 million spent on the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, also known as ATIP, was almost impossible to find, which was how the Pentagon wanted it. For years, the program investigated reports of unidentified flying objects, according to Defense Department officials. Interviews with program participants and records obtained by the New York Times. It was run by a military intelligence official, Luis Elizondo, on the fifth floor of the Pentagon's searing, deep within the building's maze. And everybody remembers on December 6, 2017, when the New York Times revealed that the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, ATIP, existed in the Pentagon for the purpose of investigating unidentified flying objects. With that, videos of UFOs encounters with pilots from the USS Nimitz were made public. To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences was formed, and UFOs were suddenly covered by the mainstream media. And it seemed like we were on our way to disclosure. It seemed. It seemed. Uh on May 22, 2019, the New York Post announced that Pentagon spokesperson Christopher Sherwood confirmed that ATIP, quote, did pursue research and investigation into unidentified aerial phenomenon. And then came this week. Jesus Christ. Okay. At the time, Mr. Sherwood <laughs> was repeating the information that had been provided by a previous spokesperson some two years earlier. That previous spokesperson is no longer with my organization, and I cannot comment on why that person's explanation of ATIP included that it had looked at anomalous events. According to all the official information I have now, 
When implemented, ATIP did not pursue research and investigation into unidentified aerial phenomenon. That was not part of the technical studies nor the reports produced by the program. In an exclusive story, the Black Vault revealed the contents of an email it received from current Pentagon spokesperson Susan Goff, which contradicted Sherwood's statements about the Pentagon investigating UFOs. And uh, if you guys don't know, the Black Vault is John Greenwald's highly popular website where he basically fills out freedom of information requests. Oh, there's a pod. That's a podcast too, right? I think. Mm, he, I know he's on a ton of podcasts. I don't. Okay. I, I, I'm. I'm I know, yeah, I'm sure he does his own podcast for sure, because why not? Yeah, it's 2019, everybody does. We've all got one, and so here we are. But Susan Goff said, neither ATIP nor OSAP, uh, Advanced Aerospace Weapon System Applications Program, were UAP-related. The purpose of ATIP was to investigate foreign advanced aerospace weapons system applications with future technology projections over the next 40 years and to create a center of expertise on advanced aerospace technologies. And then Goff revealed the real shocker to those who want to believe. And this, I mean, man, I don't think we're ever going to get a straight answer on it, but she says Elizondo was not the director of the ATIP and had no assigned responsibilities, end quote, at ATIP. So quote. they're going back to he was just the fucking janitor. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Lovely. Hmm. But I just find that I don't believe that at all. No. No, I don't believe that at all either. But they're saying that for a reason, though. Just because of his yeah. show and everything else. Got, I, I, I don't know. understand I this like cloak the, and dagger bullshit. I, know. I feel I, like I, the cat's out of the bag, though, so why do you keep trying to backpedal? Like, especially now. We all know. Like, like No one's... I don't know. I don't believe it, first of all. No. I mean, if they would have stuck with this is all bullshit, this dude was just a janitor from the start, I would maybe be like... Mm-hmm. I don't know, guys. I think this dude was just the janitor, but yeah. because but that was never the case. Been like, oh yeah, that's our footage. We don't know. We don't know <laughs> what this is. Uh, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that kind of like, put your pants down once you say that. You yeah. know, yeah, it just dumb. As it's much dumb. as I hate it, like if you want to maintain credibility in anything, it's deny, 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 deny. You right. can never admit right. anything if you're trying to keep something secret. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of something secret, a UFO seen by 100-plus people hovering in the California sky for five minutes sparks alien concerns. Um, This is from uh, Douglas Charles. Um, Every day we get closer to the truth. Uh, People, now we have a report that over 100 people witnessed a huge UFO hovering silently over Menifee, California, before speeding off into the sky. Footage of this latest phenomenon first appeared on the Internet in a video on December 3rd. The clip has since been viewed over 158,000 times on YouTube, which is a clip that I showed you guys earlier. Um, over 100 witnesses seen this giant craft flying over Menifee, California. The video's description reads, This craft or crafts made no noise whatsoever. At one point, the huge UFO was hovering in the same spot for more than five minutes before it speeds off into the night sky. Um, witnesses are known to say, uh, What in the fuck is that? <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> So they are sounds, so high. Sounds about right. <laughs> sounds very, yeah, very analytical, right? Uh, they are so high in the sky, they can't be drones. They're tiny, but that's us, uh, another dude. We're all going to die. They're fucking aliens, so bro. Here we are. Yeah, come on, man. Remember me? This is real. I saw those exact same lights off the coast of Venice Beach, California, around midnight. One quoted, uh, wrote one commenter on the video. 
Um, so evidently over 100 people did. And there is a video out there, and you guys can see it if you just type in uh, UFO scene over Menifee, California. Uh, uh, we've seen the video. Or we're going to put it in the notes, we're gonna, right? Or go to our show yeah, notes. Yeah, we'll, put, we'll can... put it in the website notes. Um, we've seen it. I I don't know. I've seen it. It, it doesn't look like... It looks like a squadron of orbs is what yeah. it looks like. Just, I mean, you yeah. let us listen to the audio, but I yeah. still haven't seen the video. <laughs> yeah, the audio versus podcast. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying so. it's legal in California. So. <laughs> We're going to die, man. Any hook. What do you got, Josh? Uh, do we want asteroid impact or do we want Ooh, asteroids? Options. I like options. Dark matter at the center of the Milky Way. Let's do asteroids. That sounds a little sexier. Okay. You just like the word ass. <clears throat> and sexy. Oh. Hang on. <clears throat> All right. So, headline. Doomsday warning. Massive pyramid-shaped asteroid to fly past Earth today in hours. This is from International Business Times uh, by a dude whose name I will not. Well, I assume it's a dude. Could be a, a lady. You never know nowadays. Watch uh, your step. But I'm not even going to try to pronounce this name. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, so... In a new report, scientists have said that a 427-foot pyramid-shaped asteroid is all set to fly by Earth on Sunday, December 8th. So this is, I read this on Monday when I thought we were going to record on Tuesday. Um, the Center for Near-Earth Object Studies, located at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, has claimed the object, dubbed VH5-2019, will harmlessly fly past around uh for, well, we will harmlessly fly past at around 4.27 4. million miles from Earth. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not exactly a close call. Um, I think I, I got this. But, news. like, in space, isn't yeah, that, like, that's, kind of a close call? I mean, yeah, that's a little bit of a mere scratch. That's you know? not a huge distance astronomically, but it's not anywhere close to, like, possibly yeah. impacting. But, um, so... It's going to be going by at 6.1 miles per second, which is fast as fuck. Um, and according to reports, the pyramid-shaped asteroid has dimensions of 57 meters, uh, which is 187 feet, by 130 meters, which is 426 and a half feet. The news of upcoming of the upcoming asteroid comes after a massive 2,000-foot asteroid flew past our planet last month. It is said that VH5 2019 is one of the five asteroids which are due to fly past Earth over the weekend. So it's busy night up in the, or busy time up in the skies. Um, it's the uh, in 2017 an asteroid named 2010 uh, NY65, which was the size of a skyscraper, flew past Earth at about eight times the distance between the Earth and the Moon. So still not close, but I think I astronomically. I think close. I uh, commented on that. In a previous news episode. The one the size of the skyscraper? Yeah, I think yeah. we had another, yeah. The headline was tantalizing because it was like, oh, shit. Um, and the thing that was the most interesting to me about this was that it was uh, pyramid-shaped, which made me think of uh That's what Stargate. I think is pretty cool. Are and we then, boring you, Josh? What? Are we boring you? No, I'm just... I'm the one reading. <laughs> Sorry, I ain't bored. Um <laughs> the comments were pretty fun, though. Uh, I think a few people took it a little too seriously. Um, Olive Bottle Opener wrote, whoever wrote this should be ashamed. It's a big rock, but it isn't as big as the Great Pyramid. Not even close. The pyramid is 147 meters by 230 meters. The asteroid is 57 meters by 143 meters. Oh, my meters. God. 
That Come means on. the pyramid has a volume that is more than four and a half times that of the asteroid. I read no further. I didn't need to. In the article, it never mentions the Great Pyramid once. Whatsoever. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think they ever, they just said it was pyramid-shaped. Yeah. And then uh, Green Cherries wrote, what a load of sensationalist rubbish. <laughs> you do realize the distance between the Earth and the moon is large enough to fit all the major planets in the solar system. When it's beyond the moon, it's even less of a threat. <laughs> it just, oh, God, people. I fucking love comments. Okay. It's so ridiculous. Anyway, yeah. I mean, well, there's that. They, I mean, they definitely made the headline. Yeah, the headline was sensationalist for sure. Yeah. Doomsday warning. Yeah. From a thing that's not even close to coming close to hitting uh, us. Yeah, they definitely but, wanted you to click on that. Yeah. But I mean, uh, who's going to click on it? And I did. Asteroid flies not even close by Earth. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to see that article now. Yeah. Click, they, click, click. If they would have just said pyramid shaped asteroid safely passing by, I still would have been like, what? Mm-hmm. Pyramid shaped? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I guess funny. just the pyramid shape. You're like, all right, that's interesting. Nah, it's all clickbait. Yeah, everything is these days. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of all I got for for news. I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff out there. Um, yeah, we had some odds and ends. I I know that um, for those of you who might not have, the one thing that we did not talk about was kind of on my news feed. And I don't know if you guys heard it um, or caught it. Was the uh, Expedition Bigfoot that's out on Travel Channel? I don't know if you saw that new show. No. Um, I have not seen it yet. I think it played last Sunday. I got on the DVR. Oh, is it out yet? It's out yeah, now? it's out now or it's out this okay, weekend. I need to, I need um, but there was a clip that they had about they had a basically infrared heat signature out in the forest. Um, hmm, I don't know. Kind of weird because it was a huge human form that size. It was a huge. It was a heat signature. It was pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. We'll give it a shot. You know. But again, that's on travel channels. I think eight at. On Sundays, our time. Okay. Ooh, I got time. Gotta watch that. Check all it that, out and see. So all the Fleer stuff like is so hard to tell what it actually is. If it's hit and miss. Well, it really but is. if uh, if it's the same show I'm thinking about, they did a interview on Somewhere in the Skies and sounds. Oh, really? Sounds Legit? super. Sounds super interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm still gonna watch it. I'm just saying. For sure. Yeah. Picturing the like Fleer footage in my mind, I'm like, whatever. I think one of the dudes' names Jim, and he does uh, what? What is the podcast like? Bigfoot Collectors Club or something like that. He does it with somebody, and he mm. got the opportunity to do this show. And it's pretty. If it's the same show I'm thinking about, instead of them going to reported sighting places, they have done this like whole. Uh, like trajectory of okay, we're not going to go to where the sighting happened because it's already done and passed. Right, we're going to. And by the time we get there, it's been so we're going to skip ahead a month and or set so. up. And so they're trying to figure out potentially where the phenomenon will be. So they're tracking it ahead so of time. Yeah, and they're trying nice. to get. They're not trying okay. to go to a place that's already reported. They're trying to figure out where where it will be or where it potentially could be. So are they assuming they're like physical animals and plotting out like migration patterns or something? I mean, I haven't watched it. Well, but you that's can do that with that. When you talk about cryptids, you can do that. You talk about 
other high strangeness, it's hard to do. I, but. I haven't watched the. Obviously, I haven't watched it, but right. uh, I think that's mm-hmm. what I got from the interview did, that I listened to. Did you guys ever watch the episodes of Survivor Man when he got like, yeah, less Stroud? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I did see those. Yeah, that no. shit was fucking really? pretty rad. Well, you cool. threw a clip out what three, four days ago about that Russian. Um, the Russian drivers. Oh fuck! That actually yeah, freaked me out no. because that was pretty. I don't know. Explain that. Uh, so there were these people in Russia driving down a kind of rural-looking road, and they saw something. So they stopped and they like filmed it, and then they started driving away, and they kept stopping and filming it. But when you watch the clip at first, it doesn't really look like much. But then they like slow it down and zoom in on it, and it looks like something is like it, it, chasing it's a, them. Yeah, it's but in it, the grass. It doesn't yeah. come out onto the road, which would be way easier to chase them and also they could get a much better shot of it. Mm-hmm. it it's chasing them along the side of the road in the grass. They're almost yeah, like, like in the grass field. Shrub. Yeah. But it's, I mean it it's crazy. Shrub. For those of you you ever seen uh Troll Hunter? <laughs> as dumb yeah. as it sounds. It kind of looked like a little the, snippet of you see this big, huge shadow lumbering around it. It's, I don't know. You're talking about the Norwegian movie, not right, the cartoon, yeah. right? No, no, God. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a pretty not weird the thing video. pencil either. Not that troll. I just feel like if that thing was chasing me and I was in a car, I would just be like, go, man. Mm-hmm. Like, stop, keep, stop stopping. Quit what are you doing? stopping. Just go. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, I got a picture of it. Let's go now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's on camera. We don't Well, they need are Russians. Anymore. They're pretty They're pretty brave. But yeah, well, no, you threw that video to us. I was like, oh my God. Maybe. Yeah. So anyway, um, very interesting. A lot of stuff in the news. Obviously, we're rolling into holidays. You know, hopefully things still kind of roll down the pike. Um, I will say, and I don't know if you guys believe in this or not, but- the full moon is weird. And every time there is a full moon, people lose their shit. So on the 12th, there was a full moon. And that day, for me and every, like, there was wrecks on I 15. There was reports on the news. Um, yeah, I, it just, people I, here drive like shit. Well, yeah, that's true. So a little backtrack on that. Again, this goes kind of weirdness, but I'm, you know, bear with me, guys. Um, my mother, so she was a nurse, she was a certified nurse. And she used to work. She joined the army, and she wanted to go uh, go over to Vietnam side. And they, for some reason, they wouldn't let her. She didn't get the bill or whatever have you. But she worked in a hospital. On the very basement of the hospital was where they kept the mentally ill, the people that just were not suited. And it was a basement again. It was all no windows, no nothing. But she claimed she goes when the full moon came out, these people would go crazy. Uh-huh. They would ju- they would cut themselves. They slam themselves against a the wall. They would yell and scream. Only in full moons. It was the worst of the worst. And so I don't know, something to be said about that. But we had that on the 12th. I work in a bar and we've sometimes had crazy nights. And I'm like, what in the hell was that all about? Full moon. And a lot of times there is a full moon. Yeah. I don't know if I necessarily buy into it, but, and it could all just be coincidence, but like, it's like everyone's taking crazy pills. Yeah, and the shift ends, and you're like, "Oh my god!" And you're like, "Oh, it's a full moon." So, don't the moon know. Does Just exert enough gravity and tidal forces on the Earth to like bulge the crust of the Earth? So it does. And if it's you think not of surprising that right that it has an effect, it's just surprising that it's only when it's full because it's not like it's closer. 
Well, it's not closer, but the same thing. You watch oceans, and the tidals are worse during a full moon. Like the oceans are really disturbed on a full moon. Our body is made of seventy percent of water. I wonder if it has Just something saying. to do with how much light it's reflecting. I don't know. Possibly. I don't know. I, don't know. I still think it's weird. You get a you know. hundred drunk people in a bar at the same time, and somehow it's collectively being affected yeah. somehow. Yeah. I've definitely noticed it, and it could all be coincidence. Well, so and, it could be the random night. Human but. beings' moods do affect each other, and especially when you're Fig, Especially when yeah. you're, yeah, well, you're in an area. But anyway, just, just you know, something to notice. Um, so next episode, we are going to fill your hearts with joy of Krampus and other Christmas holidays. I just can't wait to do it. Um, please follow us. You know, we're on all podcast platforms. You can call our number, 801-252-69. Mm-hmm. The Chinese military. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 45. And you can find our website, mystrangeuncles.com. Actually, we're going to have a new little tidbit episode up there um, just to write up on uh, on Krampus and on what the Christmas is. And then stand by for other news and other episodes. Uh yeah. Anybody else got anything? Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Strange Uncles. Um, we're on Facebook and Instagram at Strange Uncles Podcast. Uh, did we say that already? I, think, no, I don't think so. It doesn't hurt good. to say it again. Okay. Well, there it is again. Say it again. If I said it already. <laughs> anyway. Cool. You good? Yeah. Close those gates. Yeah, I'm hungry. Chinese military. The goddamn <laughs> Chinese military. Space Force. <laughs>